Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Boo's Podcast. Ep- oh no, 22. Mm-hmm. I was going to oh, say I fucked 22. Up. <laughs> Take- Anyways, I'm Sam. And I'm Ollie. We're just not even going to edit that or correct it or start over. No, we're just going to ignore it and pretend it never happened. It is what it is. After my Super Bowl, uh, after my Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl, (laughs) and after my Prosecco and Margarita binge, I came home like screaming my chemical romance on the top of my lungs. And I haven't brought it up to Gabriel or our friend Dustin, even though I'm low key embarrassed about me jumping around and singing the whole ride back home. (laughs) But I was able to snag those fucking tickets. Hell yeah. And it was very challenging. And if I didn't start saving since my wedding, like I started saving the day before my wedding for my chemical romance tickets. Mm -hmm. And if it weren't for that, there was no way in hell I was going. They were so expensive. So expensive. Oh my gosh. And I am sitting by myself away from my (laughs) friends, but it's going to be worth it. And I can't believe after almost 15 years, I'm finally going to be able to see them. Your little emo heart is full. It is. It's bursting. And with that, I was telling everybody, now there's no more bullshit. I am going on a diet. Like, I am dropping my extra weight. The wedding wasn't enough for me to get back to my old self, but this concert, goddammit. Your love of your life at one point. <laughs> still, no, still. I I will take him as he is right now. So he, my love is unconditional for Gerard. Oh, man, that guy liner. And he doesn't, yeah, I don't think he wears it anymore, but we'll see. My friend, Maybe he'll make an exception for you. Hopefully. My friend told me that he <laughs> reminded her of our old manager at Saks. And I I couldn't see it. I was like, no, no. And then I went and saw a recent picture of him. And I, oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely looks like him, but it didn't. It didn't, doesn't, doesn't it's not bother the same. me. Doesn't bother me. He's like a Walmart brand. No. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what is Sam? I am... <laughs> These are the conversations we should have had prior to teaming up on this podcast because now I'm having second thoughts. I'm just kidding. I'm, just I'm kidding. talking about your old manager, not. Oh, I, I was like, oh my God. Hater. We all knew Sam was a hater, but not. <laughs> oh, man. So that's the only yeah, news no. I have, really. Yeah, I got in line too. And then I was like, oh, cool. I, I can snag some tickets. And then. I was like, 360, what the fuck? Well, my intention was to get you a ticket also. I was going to buy an an extra, because in my mind, I was like, it's going to be $100 for a good seat, maybe, or like maybe $150 for a good seat, and I had enough for two tickets if it were $150, but it was like $300. 
Yeah, that hurt my heart when I saw that. Yeah, and I went back in to try to get a ticket for one of my other friends because she texted me and said, hey, um, if you're in Ticketmaster, like, just grab me one if you can, and I'll pay you right now. And I jumped back in, and it, I was still in a waiting line, but I jumped back in, and the area where I got my tickets were were selling for $500 and above. Fuck. Like, you can That's see crazy. all the little blue dots just disappear like in front of your eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was it was rough. And then I went I went back in like at eight o'clock that night just for shits and giggles and they still put me in a waiting room. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. But, so yeah. one day, when next time they come around I'll I'll snag one. <laughs> well, I also had the idea of me making travel trips all sad and unemployed. Um <laughs> I almost just bought a ticket to Riot Fest in Chicago instead Mm -hmm. because they're headlining Mm -hmm. and three-day passes are around $150. Yeah, that's more reasonable than freaking $350. Yeah, you see, and you can get up, if you are willing, you can get up close, you know, and see other bands. And I thought about doing that also. If... God willing, if things pan out, I might still do that and just stay with my cousins <laughs> in Milwaukee and drive the two hours, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I was, like, gonna get myself a ticket, and then a couple days ago, I got a stupid bill for when Kuma bit me, and I had the fat hanging out of my arm, and that was also the same price as the ticket. Jeez. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like, all they did was put a Band-Aid on my arm and cost me pain healthcare in the united states is more terrifying than the stories we talk about sometimes oh i know i'd rather be dying than freaking go to the doctors it's so sad i thought i don't know i always think about worst case scenarios and i thought about like if i had a ride in an ambulance then i would tell them no (laughs) like Mm -hmm. call me an uber instead like i don't care what's going on with me <laughs> not getting in that ambulance you're all shot and you're like call uber call uber <laughs> yeah i should wear like in case i can't god willing i'm never in that position where i can't make my own decisions i they need to sell little bracelets that say i'm do not put me in an ambulance call uber not call like uber. One. yes oh my god <laughs> put that on a t-shirt <laughs> Or, like, a bracelet because you can wear it everywhere. And if something were to happen and they find you, then you have the bracelet. It's like those people who get the do not resuscitate tattoos, which does not stand. So if you have one of those, they will still resuscitate you. Oh, really? uh, Yeah. Hmm. But you could get, like, an Uber one. (laughs) (laughs) Call my Uber. Oh, man. But, yeah. What about you? Any new fun news? No, I'm just working my little butt off. So, no, I honestly, I have nothing. Oh, I mean, Shakira got me pregnant, but. <laughs> she got all of us pregnant. Oh, so you did, you watched the halftime show, right? I just looked for, like, highlights on online. Mm. I'm not watching no damn men in tights run around. That's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of, are you not entertained? Like, what? <laughs> they did. I guess not. I forgot what what commercial it was but there was a commercial where it was um the football players butts like they were working out but it was just zoomed in on their butts and i mean it didn't do the job because i can't remember what 
<laughs> brand it was or what they were marketing. <laughs> you just but remember I was, the buns. Yes. I was like, okay, I like this. This is a good <laughs> ad campaign. Oh, man. I mean, I'm looking at all the memes. Matt and I don't have, like, cable or anything. We weren't doing anything. We were both working. So uh, we just, I'm like, oh, Sha- I didn't even realize Shakira and J-Lo were the halftime show until, like, after. So then I watched it and I'm like, I need to file for child support. <laughs> they were so good. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I don't know, I'm enjoying all the uh, racism sparking after it, too. That's just lovely. I'm not surprised. I'm trying to find, like, I really didn't see anybody I knew personally talk shit about it, which kind of surprised me a little. <laughs> because I have a lot of people from, you know, my hometown or from back at home. Not saying, like, oh, they're all like that. But there are a few that, not, I wouldn't say racist, but, you know, just sometimes say things that are say a little ignorant. Stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I logged on, well, when I finally got my phone, <laughs> I was going through social media, like, all right, who are we deleting? Like, who are we muting? Because like, I don't really delete people. I just mute them. Because that, yeah. in my mind, I'm like, then they win. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, I didn't have to do that today, so that was good. I think I saw one post. Um, but no, like, I'm, I'm also enjoying the people that are like, I can't say that I don't like the Super Bowl without being called a racist. And then, like, they're getting all upset about it. And it's like, chill. Chill. <laughs> if, you, if you fall in that category, then okay, get upset. But if you don't, there's no reason for you to get upset mm-hmm. about the racist like whenever, being called out. Yeah, whenever people have to defend themselves and say they're not racist, I always question why they feel they have to defend themselves. Like, yeah. are they questioning it themselves? Or, <laughs> like, obviously <laughs> there's a reason you have to make this disclaimer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my favorite's, like, when people are like, no offense, but... And it's like, you're just yeah, about to offend me. Exactly. Like, Yeah. Or, I'm not racist, I have a so-and-so friend. Uh, and it's like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's, yeah. No, no, no. All right, but are you ready to get into this? Let's do it. I'm excited for your topic today. All right. Uh, so, I know that I promised that I was going to do something brand new and super exciting. And you guys were going to get ready for it. But college. So, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to finish my story. And it's like 25 plus page, like it's 20 plus pages. Um, and I need to cut it down because I don't think anyone's going to listen to a two hour story. But sit tight for it. Hopefully when it's my turn again, I'll be done with it because it's a really good story. But until then, you're going to have to listen to this one. <laughs> Which is still good. Don't downplay it. Yeah. It's still a good Oh, I'm not downplaying <laughs> it. I'm just saying. Um, so I had done this story and another murder case of head of time. I did them around like New Year's. So I haven't seen these notes since New Year's, so I'm hoping I did a good job. Um, Now, I was going to do the other true crime story, but we've been really heavy on the true crime lately. And I kind of want us to have a clean crime palette um, because this other one is an an unsolved case that did not get any coverage that it deserved. And I just don't want it to lump in with just another kind of cold case. So I, I want us to have like a clean palette before I do that one. So... We are doing this one. And I know you have um, stories revolving this topic, so just jump in whenever you want. But for those of you who don't know what I'm doing, I am doing the story of La Lechusa. 
And La Lechuza is a shape-shifting witch, and according to stories told by Mexican and Texano people, uh, it is a story of an owl-like creature that can be traced back to the mid-1700s. And many, bleh, and many people believe it is purely a myth, while those who have seen La Lechuza swear it's real. Mm-hmm. And for those... <laughs> <laughs> I swear I saw the La, La Lechuza one time. She sounds creepy, man. Um, so La Lechuza, La Chusa means owl in Spanish, which I should have known that, but I didn't. So, oops. Um, and she appears to be a large bird with a woman's face and hair. She, like a seven foot tall owl with the massive 15 foot wingspan, which is terrifying. Like, ugh. So in folklore, uh, La Lechuza begins as a normal human woman who sells her soul to the devil in order to be given mystical powers and become a bruja, which is a witch. And some stories claim that she is an old witch intent on finishing her revenge on those who harmed her. And another story tells how La Lechuza is actually an owl that does the bidding of an old woman and is often compared to a witch's familiar, so like a black cat. Um, And I just said... That sometimes a bruja will turn into an eagle. So it doesn't have to be strictly an owl. And I'm sorry if you hear barking, that's Kuma. <laughs> so afterwards, they continue to look like a normal woman during the day. But at night, they become a le- lechuza with an owl-like body and the human head. And stories are varied when it comes to la lechuza's appearance. Some describe seeing a white owl, while others claim they see a black raven. Other reports even state that La Lechuza has the face of an old woman, and many reports claim that the creature has large, black, almond-shaped eyes like a gray alien. Mm. And several eyewitnesses compare La Lechuza to the, to the famous Mothman, <laughs> which I love the Mothman. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll cover him. I just love Mothman. He's so cute. Um, <laughs> you would. You know I love moths. Um, and then at night, um, she flies through the air or perches somewhere hidden looking for prey. And they make the noise of a human whistling or the crying of an infant in order to attract attention. Mm-mm. It is... <laughs> <laughs> I was raised not to go outside at night and whistle. <laughs> that was like <laughs> one of the big rules, like what not to do. Can I tell you that when I was a little kid, my dad, instead of saying my name, he would just whistle and I would come running Aww. like a fucking dog. <laughs> so now anytime <laughs> That's funny. So now anytime I hear a whistle, I automatically turn. Like it is ingrained in my brain that a whistle means I'm being called, which is so bad. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, if you're outside and you hear a whistle, don't follow I'm it. I'm running away. Yeah. <laughs> my dad set me up for failure. Um, it is said that uh, La Lechuza often selects intoxicated men as her victim. Mm. If you hear the sound of La Lechuza, you are not only in danger of becoming their meal, it is believed to be an omen that someone in your family will die. Which kind of reminded me of last week when I told you about the raven that hit our windshield and then the step- my stepmother, not my stepmother, but my uncle's stepmother died like the next day. Mm-hmm. That kind of just, I was like, huh, I wonder if that... Tells back to, like, old myths and such. But uh, La Lechuza can carry a full-grown man in their talons, which, if they're seven feet tall and have a 15 wingspan, I would think they could carry even more than a full-grown man. Like, that's strong. If they are especially hungry, um, they will swoop down and try to run a car off the road to get the people inside. Mm, And I have um, 
Alachusa car story too. So, but I'll let you finish, and then I will bombard you with all of my Alachusa knowledge. <laughs> I can see you like just like vibrating over there with excitement. <laughs> I had a professor that called it guppying. Like whenever you're about, you're gonna say something, you know, and people kind of have their mouth open and the uh, 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 <laughs> guppying. That's how I feel like I am right now. Like, uh, uh. anyways, that's kind of cute. <laughs> Um, La Lechuzas have the power to control the weather and can make it storm. They also have the power to make your vehicle's battery die. Um, and they are said that they cannot be harmed by guns or most other weapons. There are many ways you can susp- supposedly protect yourself from La Lechuzas. Oh my god. There are many ways you supposedly... <laughs> There's too many L's. There are many ways you supposedly can protect yourself from La Lechuza, and each one has no real reason behind why it works. So these are just kind of linked in with the myth of La Lechuza. There's no real explanation, so take it with a grain of salt. I'm, I'm not claiming that these will save you if you ever run into her. <laughs> but one story claims that the creature is defenseless against salt and chili powder, especially if you throw it in her face. She seems to hate salt. Well, that's pretty Which common that- uh, for, mm, I don't want to say witchcraft, but in spirituality, like whenever, for, like for protection, you put salt at the door. And am I making this up or is there some something behind it? I guess the mineral of the salt or the salt components is supposed to keep people away. Like when we watched Tokus Pocus, remember they made a salt it's supposed- circle? It's supposed to be purifying, mm. I think. Um, I just don't get the chili powder. Is it because it's a Mexican? <laughs> like wow. <myth? laughs> Speaking of a halftime show and race, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I just, that's a good, yeah, I don't know. Well, I so thinking about hoodoo and um, those practices, herbs and spices are used a lot because, I mean, they have, they give people actual reactions. So maybe yeah, that would hurt your eyes. Yeah, maybe because it's painful and the burning sensation. I don't think that would be pleasant for any creature. Yeah, like those people I see in movies when they just grab the dirt and throw it in someone's face. I guess same as fact, right? Yeah, but it would burn like with the the pepper, like a DIY pepper spray. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna start carrying some around. Lachusa repellent. Um, and you can tie seven knots in a rope and hang it by your door as a sign of respect and La Lechusa will leave you alone. Hmm. I, I don't know what the significance of seven knots is, but another claim states that by reciting a prayer such as the canticle of Mary, the creature will be frightened away. A very, <laughs> this is my favorite, a very popular method is also screaming or cursing at her while clucking, while chuck clucking, <laughs> while chucking salt at her. <laughs> Um, so I guess you just call her a bunch of nasty names and throw salt at her and it works. Hmm. Which is probably going to be my method if I ever run into her. I, well, that made me, the seven knots made me think that, or it just reminded me that there are other religions. I know seven is like a significant number. And like the Kabbalah bracelet is uh, made up of seven knots. That red string with seven knots. And I googled seven knot red bracelet meaning, um, and it says from, let's see, a red thread bracelet is decorated with seven knots that coincide with the seven mystical dimensions or directions from which 
one can come in contact with evil. Huh. So, yeah, that red bracelet that people wear, it's supposed to, yeah, be, like, ward off evil, and it's supposed to be for protection. Uh, Oh, I didn't know that. Throughout history and cultures, the red thread or the red string has been worn as representation of protection, faith, good luck, strength, and connection. But, yeah, so the seven knots. That's good to know. I always see people with them, but I never, like, realize that's what it was for, so... I might have to get myself I one. I know. My mom has a cool one with the evil eye on it. Oh, I have seen those. Mm-hmm. I really like those. Yeah, me too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for Anyways. that. Sorry. Um, no, you're good. I, I appreciate it. Um, once La Lechusa grabs her prey, she is said to fly off with the person screaming as she takes them to her secret lair. Uh, it's there that she punishes the person for their wrongdoing towards her. This sounds a little kinky. Um, and no one knows what the punishment involves, only that the person is never seen again. So who knows? Maybe she's not all that bad. Maybe she takes him to a wonderful little uh, place. Well, if you sell your soul to the devil, those chances are pretty low. True, true. Uh, most people do not survive an encounter with La Lechusa, so your best bet is to run away from whistling or crying noises you hear at night and not to travel on deserted roads after dark. Which sucks for me because I'm driving down a lot of creepy roads <laughs> lately. <laughs> Um, in 2017, there was a Chicago sighting. Uh, Clyde Lewis at Ground Zero writes about an April 16, 2017 sighting of a humanoid, humanoid owl creature one night at Humboldt Park in Chicago. Clyde tells of several witnesses seeing a two-foot-tall human-like owl, and other witnesses swore that the humanoid, humanoid bird was over six feet tall and black with huge red eyes. Which... Owls in general are really big. They're not like these little tiny little creatures. Mm-hmm. Like, awesome. they're like two feet tall. Yeah. I guess the I so weird. I used to know the different types of owl. Now I can't remember. But yeah, there's <laughs> a, a certain one that's super big. Um, but like barn owls and things like that, though those guys are pretty small. I guess it just depends on where you are. Yeah, so this could probably just be a, a normal owl, just mind his own business, hunting some rats or something. Um, and then I have something, I believe, from Reddit. Like I said, I did these notes a long time ago, but it's from Queen Holly Lolly. <laughs> um, and she says, I remember my grandmother telling me that La Lechusa was a bruja that sold her soul to the devil, and she liked to take away people who were doing bad things. I think my grandma was really vague because I was young and she didn't want to scare me. She also told me that some people think if you saw La Lechusa and she didn't try to chase you or hurt you, that she is, she was there to warn you of something bad coming. I swear on my life that I saw that bird. I saw it when I was 9 or 10. I lived south of San Antonio along 35 between two little towns called Van Orme and Little? Lytle? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was home alone waiting for my dad to get home from work. I was on the couch watching Spongebob, which is my favorite show, (laughs) and it was a bit late. The sun had set maybe an hour or so before, but the moon was full and lit everything enough that you could see kind of like a dim light. My grandmother's house was on the same plot of land about a few hundred yards in front of my house. I looked out the window because I saw movement near her back door. I thought my dad had stopped by there first and was walking home. I ran outside on the porch to wave at him and yell hello, but it wasn't my dad I saw out there. I saw this massive bird. I mean, this thing had to be at least the size of Big Bird from Sesame Street. (laughs) (laughs) I was sitting on the picnic table in my grandmother's yard, and it was looking dead at me. I froze. But I didn't feel too scared. 
I was just really interested in this giant bird outside. It was jet black, and all I could see was the outline of it and the eyes shining in the moonlight. Mm. I slowly went back inside and peeked at it through the window on the front door. I was so amazed by it. I have never seen anything like it. We stared at each other like this for a few minutes. Suddenly, it spread its wings and flew away. I told my dad about it when he got home later, and he laughed it off. But I told my grandma the next morning while eating breakfast, and she went crazy. She started saying prayers and rubbing eggs on me and stuff. Um, and if you're not Hispanic, rubbing eggs is kind of like to pull away the bad energy. Like, it's said that if you rub an egg on you and you crack it, it's like, if it's black, that's all the, like, bad energy and badness that is pulling from your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has to be a warm egg, and you use the egg and pray, and yeah, I'm glad you gave that context, because yeah. <laughs> out of context, it sounds kind of crazy, rubbing yeah. eggs rubbing eggs <laughs> on yourself, um, and then you, yeah, you crack it, and I've, have you seen it before? I have. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find this tweet that I had saved a long time ago, and it's all, like, people sharing their experiences with the egg, and la la chusa, and just brujaria in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I need to stop fucking liking all this shit on Twitter because then I can't find anything. Anyways, well, if you find I'll it, we'll post it. it. Yeah, uh, I'll tweet it. I'll retweet yes. it. Yes. <laughs> okay, so back to the story. My grandma then, then told me the story of La Lechusa, which I had never heard before. It sent shivers down my spine knowing that it was staring at me so intensely. After thinking about it for a few days, though, I started to wonder maybe if it wasn't there to hurt me but to warn me about something. Sure enough, a few weeks later, a huge storm came through. There was a funnel cloud nearby, but it never actually touched. The winds did do a lot of damage to my house, but my grandmother's was completely untouched, and the picnic table was the only piece of furniture outside that wasn't blown away. Uh, let me see here. And then I have, like, a bunch of, like, little tiny tidbit stuff, so I'm just going to read them because they're in here. Uh, this is by, from Lace428. And she says, the story my grandmother told me was that La Lechusa were witches who changed their bodies into owls so that they could travel around, basically shapeshifters. She told me if I saw Lechusa, I was not only to look it in the eye because if I did, I was not to look it in the eye because if I did, it would snatch my soul at night while I slept. <laughs> she, also said, oh, no. she also said they could be omens of death and misfortune. And this is from Druez4545. Um, what can or should I do? I don't know if this place is if this is the place, but I just need some information. I live in South Texas, and I had been res- researching on the Lechusa tonight. I was br- driving back to down the town. I was driving back to town, and a huge white owl flew in front of my truck. I would say it was a coincidence because this is the third time in three weeks that this has happened to me. Twice coming back from out of town, and once at midnight getting out of work. Uh, I've been searching for sites on common birds to this region, and the owls in this part of Texas don't come close to the bright white colors and size of the owls I, I have been seeing. I almost crashed into them as they flew in front of my windshield. I do not believe in these Mexican urban legends, but after getting hexed in Panama, I know anything is possible. Wait, after getting hexed? Right, Panama? and then I'm like... <laughs> like you're not going to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, like, very... <laughs> just slide that in there after saying that they don't believe in mexican urban legends but what you're not going to say anything about this hex hello and then i have the big books of texas ghost stories by alan brown um where they talk about several men tracking down and shooting what they believe was la lechusa they searched and were unable to find the bird and gave up the next morning they set back out to find the bird when they came up 
upon the body of an old woman with frightening features. Her limp body was draped over a tree limb, and the men believed they'd killed a real Lalechusa. Yeah. So that's kind of... I have, like, another story, but it just kind of coincides with everything. So unless you want to hear it, I can say it. Otherwise, I mean... Oh, yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. <clears throat> so this is from Texas Tales by Mike Cox. Um, some people believe along the border that owls are more than big-eyed night feeders. Among that group are three Zavalik County women who vividly remember an experience they had one night on their way home from a shopping trip to San Antonio. Just outside Batesville on State Highway 57, a large, dark, and menacing bird suddenly appeared in the headlights of their car. The bird flew ahead of them faster than the vehicle, swinging back and forth and bobbing up and down. The woman behind the wheel pressed her foot on the gas to outdistance the bird, which at one point circled back to fly right outside the driver's window. The bird seemed to be mocking the woman, but this was no mocking bird. That was such a gross joke. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even get it until you said there was a joke. (laughs) That's when the car went dead. The lights went dark and the vehicle stalled, slowly losing speed. The driver managed to get the car off the roadway but could not restart it. The women locked themselves in the car and stuck stuck out in the middle of nowhere. The bird, meanwhile, had disappeared. As mysteriously as the car had died, it eventually restarted. Sure, it could have been a loose battery wire or any number of easy, explainable mechanical things, but as far as these three women were concerned, the answer could only be articulated in one word. Lechusa. A lot of people believe in... A lot of people believe in Lechusa, says Zavala County historian and newspaper columnist Richard G. Santos, fascinated by stories like the ones told by the three women whose shopping trip ended scarily. Santos has been collecting them for several years. A couple who, for obvious reasons, did not want to be named, told the the Crystal City writer this story. They were on State Highway 191, heading towards Eagle Pass, which Eagle Pass is where the only casino is around here, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's why... I believe so. Yeah. I know people go for gambling because I don't think there's anything else no, to I do. No, I think we were in there for a little bit and that place was awful. It's so funny because that's like most most Hispanics are in that town. So when, <laughs> so when Matt was with us, everyone was staring at him because he's like, oh, Aww. white boy. And he's like, I do not feel comfortable here. <laughs> um, they were headed towards Eagle Pass when their vehicle windshield wipers suddenly came on. It must be a lechusa, said the woman's husband, who reached over and turned off the wipers, jokingly. Oh, my God. Sorry, I just got really scared. The door just swung Oh, shit, was it cat? It was cat, <laughs> yeah. Because I thought it was closed. Like, I was trying to close it, and she just... <laughs> but I just saw in the corner of my eye the door swing open, and... Oh. You're like, <laughs> it's her, it's her. <laughs> Um, it must be a lechusa, said the woman's husband, who reached over and turned off the wipers, jokingly. As as she did that, the headlights of their vehicle illuminated a big bird sitting on a telephone pole. It was big, and it watched us as we drove by, one of them told Santos. It was scary. Lechuzas have been scaring people in Mexico and South Texas for a long time. He has found that lechuzas are particularly active in Zavale County. Fortunately, as they say on the border, las... Okay, I gotta whip up my Spanish here. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, as they say on the border, la lechuza, oh my god, <laughs> las lechuzas por regular no son peligrosos. Did I say that right? No son peligrosos. No, no yeah. son peligrosos. They are not dangerous normally. But yeah, that's kind of like a little tidbit on la lechuzas. Mm-hmm. 
So let me hear your stories, Ooh. Missy. All right. So <laughs> my my grandparents would always tell me stories about La Lechusa, and my uncles also. Um, my uncle, like the oldest brother, ran track and. I can't remember if it was him. I think it might have been him talking about an experience he had one time, but he was at the track at night uh, running, and he said he claims that a bird, a big bird, an owl, was following Ugh. him, like was was hovering over him, like circling as, like going like the same distance he was as he was running, mm-hmm. and then he just ran home and he ran to his grandma's house or my great grandma's house and. She's like, no, mijo, like, that's the La Chusa. Like, it's following oh, you. Oh, God. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, he had just talked about that. And then my dad, a few weeks ago, we were we were outside talking to one of his cousins, and they were talking about it. And my dad has some crazy stories. And my dad, he is very skeptical. He doesn't really believe in supernatural, par- paranormal things, even though a lot of shit happens to mm-hmm. him. Uh, but he says that he always tells a story about why he doesn't work night shifts. So he was working out outside, well, like in Sutton County, it's a really big county with only one town, which is Sonora. But the rest of it is just road mm-hmm. and a big highway. So he was on a highway one time at night or like a, a farm road around Ozona, Texas. And it was him and his partner. So they're driving down the road, you know, going full speed, like 80 miles an hour, 70-ish, maybe this was back before the speed limit changed, <laughs> so probably around 70. And as they're driving, they see this bird, this huge bird in the middle of the road. And they hit it, right? And it shakes the car and everything. Like, they clearly hit yeah. something. And they pull over to look at the car, and there's no damage whatsoever. What the fuck? There's no sign of any type, like hitting any type of animal, like no feathers, no dents, no blood. And they kind of freak out. And they're like, well, the like we clearly hit it. So let's turn back around and see. Like, we're going to see it in the middle uh-huh. of the road. They turn back around and drive to the location, and the owl is sitting there. Oh, God. The dude, that gave me chills. Yeah, oh. they <laughs> turned around and hauled ass home, and oh. he he said it was me and my partner. Like we both saw it, we both were there, and we decided never to work on that road ever again. Oh. I never went back. I'm so uncomfortable. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, because out there it's so isolated and dark, and in that area, well, back then I don't think they had cell phones as available but even now like the service sucks mm-hmm. so you are just out there pretty much alone fuck and he well he, he he always tells that story but the other day he was saying how when he was a kid he they they went to one of their uncle's houses or like the family member's house and out on a ranch and he was outside and he heard a whistle so my dad started whistling back and my grandpa's cousin or whoever it was runs outside and he's like what are you doing he's like oh i'm whistling like there's this noise coming from this tree over there and he goes like the man goes inside grabs a shotgun and starts shooting at the tree (laughs) and he's like no it's the it's la la chusa like get back inside and oh my god (laughs) me and my brother were laughing our asses off we're like 
imagine being a kid and seeing that <laughs> and not understanding why. Uh, but yeah, my dad has really good stories. My uncles, they've all had experiences. I was outside with a friend one night during during summertime and I really, I was jogging. Like I really don't run for shit. <laughs> I've never enjoyed running. I, I always did it, but just to stay in shape, but uh, it takes a lot for me to run. And we were, we were outside and we heard something in a tree like we and we looked up and we couldn't see what it was really but it was like an animal kind of not crawling not flying but you could hear the movement and see and see it too like in the trees so we start running and it's following oh. us like you can hear something like go through the bushes and the trees it's probably a little squirrel like fucking running. following you guys no, because we we ran we ran all the way oh home. Oh my god! And we could still hear it because we thought that too. We're like, oh. but it sounded bigger than a squirrel. Ugh. It was definitely bigger than a squirrel, and we're like, oh my god! Ew. Like we couldn't really explain it. It sounded silly, but at the time, I just remember remember being filled with dread, like it was of like fear. Yeah. So much that I ran my ass all the way back home and managed to keep up with my friend who was like a cross country runner. Shit. <laughs> And I guess the last story, I well, I have tons, but the last one that, it, like, really sticks out, and it's it, it's not a scary story, it's kind of sweet. So, when my mom was pregnant with my little brother, we lived in Odessa, Texas, and my uncle, one of my uncles lived a few blocks away, so we would always go to his house while they, you know, drank and play pool mm-hmm. or whatever. So, we would leave one night, or it happened a few nights, like, there was a consistent amount of nights where we would go outside and there was this baby owl mm-hmm. like perched on the ground like no mama no nest no anything so we'd walk outside and the little owl was perched Aww. there and then we would drive to my uncle's house and it would follow us and it would wait outside what the fuck and it would yeah it would follow us like to my uncle's and back like and it was out there my, I remember my dad saying, like, yeah, it was out there for a few nights. Like, a few times it would show up and follow us. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just a weird coincidence, like, that story is. But it wasn't, to me, it wasn't supposed to be, it wasn't a bad thing. It was, it may be, like, a good omen or, like, protection uh-huh. or something like that. Because my mom did have some complications in the pregnancy. And my brother was actually supposed to be born with Down syndrome. Uh-huh. And he came out like perfectly fine oh. so um or not fine but you know without he didn't have down syndrome. yeah yeah like he uh, didn't have any sort of anything <laughs> anything peculiar that they had uh told my parents about but that was like one of my favorite stories or times as, as a kid because i loved animals and i just thought it was really fascinating how this little baby like the cutest little baby owl would just follow us could have kept it as a pet no i'm just kidding don't do that guys i know have some kind of bird disease i know oh my god chewy just scared me too he like pushed the door open with his nose and i was like (laughs) oh now it's smudge no shh don't talk this isn't your podcast But yeah, no, my family has tons of stories. I have a cousin who talked about one of her... Well, she she told the story, and then I found this story online also. So I think this is a common legend among Hispanic families. But 
So everyone has that deal who uh, is funny and bold and confronts the lechusa, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> so the story goes that the uncle goes outside or hears the lechusa like, flying through and whistling. So he goes back and starts talking shit to la lechusa. And starts whistling back and is like, I'm not afraid of you. And if you, if you, and in this story, the uncle says, if you're really La Lechusa, then uh, tell, you can go tell the devil to give, bring me back a cup of coffee. Oh, fuck. Yeah, just something random like that. And then La Lechusa always responds with, do you want cream and sugar with That's that? That's funny. Yeah, it's and I remember my cousin telling me that when I was a kid, and then I think I read a similar story online. So that's just like a fun Lachusa myth that <laughs> that um, people tell. Lachusa has a sense of humor, I guess. Hey, because that's one of the characteristics. Yeah, it sounds better when it's in Spanish, but we in a Spanish podcast. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pitch y'all through that. Can I tell you? I thought I had found like a super cool like new topic when I when I picked the story, and then when I kind of like breezed it by you, they're like, "Oh yeah," and I'm like, "I have never heard of her or this or anything like that." So, oh, yeah, really? yeah. So I, th- I think it's. Uh, oh, sorry. Continue. I, I was gonna say I think it's just like a like a Texas. It seems like it's really big about Texas. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think it's more in more south because i don't think my mom grew up hearing about la lechusa or anything like that and she's from los angeles yeah i've heard about the chupacabra and stuff like that but not not her so Mm -hmm. yeah interesting so if you do not live in texas let us know have you heard about la lechusa have you seen la lechusa yes give us your story (laughs) (laughs) uh but on the when i was texting ollie about the story i i had used a siri to kind of like talk to text she kept putting lettuce so <laughs> <laughs> common mistake La lettuce uh, but yeah that's that's the story for this week i know it's kind of short but yeah that's it's okay. been a it's been a long one <laughs> a long week yes um well if those are all my la chusa la la chusa stories too so the lesson that we're taking away today is don't whistle at night I will uh, stay in your I cars. will stop responding to whistles. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> or we don't want you to go missing or anything. Right. You just see me getting picked so. up from a bird. <laughs> oh, my God. Birds are, in my opinion, birds are kind of terrifying, and I'm not a fan of them, birds in general. So, I mean, owls, oh, owls. So whenever I was little, I was obsessed with Harry uh-huh. Potter. And my grandma hated it. Like, she hated... I had this little hedge wig, this, this little owl in a cage. Oh, did she hate it because a stuffed of owl. La Lechusa? La, yeah, she she would always tell me that owls were evil. She's like, that's evil, that's Aww. evil. And my favorite animal was an owl. I was obsessed with owls. And she's like, no, those are evil. She was scared you were going to become one. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. She was, she was always a little concerned about my my love and interest for things of that nature paranormal and of the <laughs> occult the occult you just slid that in there real smooth the occult. <laughs> i mean it's not like she i mean she kind of helped it no she made me let me watch whatever i wanted but yeah i just remember being told that as a kid 
<laughs> That's funny. All right. Are you ready for mortuary school update? Yes. Yes. Take us to school. Okay. I have to run and go. What I have to go run and grab my notebook because I'm a little rusty. Oh. No, I don't remember. <laughs> and I had it too. I wrote it down. Where did I write it down at? Hold on. Well, never mind. I don't think I have an update this week. What? <laughs> you know what? This is bogus. I know. That was the whole kidding. point of this. Um, <laughs> I had an accounting post. I, I hate how we have to take accounting from mortuary. So I've been like jamming my brain full of like accounting terms and all this stuff. Mm. Oh. Um, okay. So I did learn that. Um, so once I graduate and I still have to do like 90 cases at a funeral home before I get fully licensed. Like, what do you mean by cases? Like, you have to work on them? Yeah, so I have to do, like, 90 full, like, funerals, essentially. And, like, embalmings and stuff like that to, like, get my license. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, because I'm sure they update techniques and methods. So, I mean. Yeah. Makes sense. You can't just have anybody working, messing with dead bodies. (laughs) But that does remind me that washington dc actually is opening its first like human compost site did i tell you this yet no excuse me okay so washington <laughs> dc yeah oh, so washington dc record they've scratch been, <laughs> they've been um they've been like experimenting with different things so like aqua aqua cremation okay Have i've heard, heard about of, that yeah thing? i've heard of aqua cremation um so they've been talking about that and then now they're opening a human compost site. i think in may so basically what they're doing is they're burying you underground um, till you turn to compost and then they grab your compost and they either send it to your families or they use it to nourish trees that have been like cut down and stuff for like paper and whatever else we need trees for. So I'm like, that's hmm. that's interesting, but it's still super expensive. It's like $5,000 still. Just bury me in the backyard. Yeah. Which we have established that is legal in some states. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You've been giving me all kinds of ideas. You know, now that I'm like in, in like starting to get into this industry, I'm like, what do I want my funeral to be like? Like what is the most low-key, simple, least expensive, but still nice funeral that I could like put together? Mm, I know Gabriel wants like a, or he wants a natural burial. Yeah. So maybe that's inexpensive. Maybe because for that they kind of um, they like wrap you in like a mushroom shawl thing so that you like decompose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I follow an Instagram account that does natural burials, and I, I think I mentioned it before. Where she, it's Austin based, mm-hmm. she's here in Austin, and you know, kind of educates people on the different types of burials and is a death positive advocate mm-hmm. so which also leads me to don't believe that you have to embalm your family members when they pass that's not something that every funeral home requires or every cemetery requires or something that you're really required to do so don't spend that extra money on that if that's not something you truly want to do just do your research on it um, and actually, funeral homes are required to give you a price list if you just go in and ask them. So mm-hmm. oh, okay. so they might make you have to sign something just to make sure that they're compliant with that. But every funeral home, if you just go in and ask, they're supposed to give you a price sheet with everything. So, oh. yeah. Little a la carte section. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm just shopping around, getting my caskets. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, oh, oh, and I just discovered that a woman not too long ago lost her little whore, <laughs> lost her um, <laughs> funeral license because she was cremating what she was telling families was her family members, uh, but she was actually giving them just like random ashes and she was selling the body parts and bodies. Whoa, what? Who was she selling these bodies I don't to? I'm gonna pull up the. Uh, yes please i need this article yeah that is so scandalous. I'm like i know i had something to talk about <laughs> i just had to get my brain oh my gosh um, you had a long I day did. and there was a case in san antonio oh this is right um there was a case in san antonio not too long ago i believe where a woman's body disappeared from a funeral home how <laughs> uh uh someone someone stole her which i which I will probably cover at some point um, because my teacher who teaches me like all about like funeral home, like, like what? Like, like, like what? Shut up. I had to. I had to. <laughs> I know. Uh, fuck. My teacher that teaches me like the, the rituals uh-huh. and such. Um, she actually personally knows people who testified in that case and one of the teachers was at at the school was called for one of like the expert testimonies about funeral homes and he goes they need an expert witness in court he goes so yeah i'm trying to find that's so cool see you can be these people they can call on you to testify and all that good stuff professor sam one day maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to do that story for sure because it sounds insane. yeah okay so this is an article from 2018 there's another one that was more recent but fbi scrutinizes funeral home running a side business selling human body parts a former worker describes troubling practices at this mortuary body broker including allegations of deceptive marketing and account of how gold metal gold dental work was removed from corpses and sold authorities are now investigating and this happened in Colorado and Monterose. Actually, a lot of articles came up when I said selling body parts, which is kind of sad. Wow, this happens often. 2017, 2007, <laughs> 2018. Oh, uh, this is the one I was saying. Sunset Mesa Funeral Home sold body parts without permission. Um, and then there was another case of a guy who was said that he would spread ashes uh, for family members out of planes and he got busted and they opened his like storage locker and he had like over 3,000 urns just chilling in the storage locker because he never released all the ashes so he got in a lot of trouble for that and he was charging people like thousands of dollars oh and they were just sitting in like storage containers maybe so maybe when I pass away hopefully that's way 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 far away from now I can give my family permission to sell my body parts so we can have money. Uh, 2015 funeral director linked to plot to sell body parts for transplant. And July 25th, 2019, Phoenix Body Donation Company revealed to be a body parts ring. Like what? Oh my god. Yeah, so. Oh, that is So we're going to have to dig into this. I was actually at one point going to do like a black market episode. Um, and it got really fucking dark, like really, really dark. Do it. So that, and then there's another thing for um, what are those films like those murder porn films called? What are they called? Smut, not smut. 
Oh, you you're the one who talked about yeah. it a while back and snuff, snuff, snuff films. Um, I was looking into that too, and it was like a big case with children, and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck no, I'm not getting into that." Mm-mm. So I might not touch that one. They're gonna. Yeah, they're going to come take away your computer one day. Soon. Dude, I get into some scary shit, and I'm like, oh, God. All right. Well, I think that's about wraps it up for this episode, right? Yeah, I think so. We're pretty much at an hour. Well, it's going to be a little hour, shorter so. than an hour, so. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, you had a long day, so I I, I don't know. I have no Y'all can cut me some slack <laughs> for the short episode, okay? <laughs> Yeah, and I eventually, I finally found the tweet about Brujeria and the egg, and it does give a little description on how mm. to do it, so we'll be sure to post that in case you are feeling some bad juju in your life. You can call a friend, and they can come over and do the yeah. egg on you. As long as they don't, like, smush it in you and you get egg all over you, because that's not good, but... I mean, I've had the egg done on me... Pr- Quite a few times. And I'm not surprised. I think that'd be really hard to do. You <laughs> see, so you're not That's surprised. <laughs> well, I told my mom a while back, a few months ago, or not even a few months ago, a few weeks ago, before Christmas, I said, you need to do the egg mm-hmm. on me. And I said, I don't know, you know, last year was just awful and just bad things are happening. And I just felt like I needed mm-hmm. a cleanse, but not a juice <laughs> cleanse, a spiritual cleanse. A so webo cleanse. took out an egg... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so gross. <laughs> That's a good name for the episode. Web right, this is the most Spanish I've spoken in Ew. like months. <laughs> if you don't use it, you lose it. I so, know. Um, ooh, if you ever want to practice, I'll, I'll get back to my story. <laughs> but if you, side note, if you ever want to practice, not practice your Spanish, but watch a show in Spanish, you know, with the subtitles uh-huh. on the bottom to Dora. learn. Uh, <laughs> No. Uh, Casa de las Flores on Netflix is so good. All right. Yeah, I devoured that. Is that a um, novela? That show. It is. It's it's a Netflix novela. So it's it's not as cheesy, but it's heavy drama. Heavy with the drama. Yeah, it's. Oh, I'll look into it. But anyways. My, I told my mom I needed a cleanse, and she's like, no, just pray. You know, she, after, so after one of her cousins kind of got into some dark mm-hmm. shit, like black magic shit, and it started affecting him very negatively, he, like, she stopped believing mm. in anything like that, or she won't even, like, light her candles Aww. anymore, which I think is, like, I, I don't know, I'm not, I always try to explain to her there's, it just depends on where your intentions yeah. lie. And if you're putting good out there, you, you are fine. But she's like, I don't know. Like, just, it's all in your mind. And then she called my grandma. And my grandma's like, no, mija, like, that stuff is Israel. And, like, Mada Ojo is Aww. out there. And she said, get the egg. And then she gave her a list of herbs uh, to, you know, okay. to use also. And I asked my mom, I was like, what is all of this? And she told me. I can't remember which one. She's like, yeah, I. whenever I was on my jog, I found some in people's <laughs> yards like, and grabbed them. And then I found this at my neighbor's house. I'm like, mom, you can't be stealing. Like, bad vibes. Put, bad like, the, exactly. That's going to put the negative back into me. And I said, how do you know this is a legitimate herb and you're not rubbing me with poison ivy or some a shit? A little nugget weed she, she like, found. No, no. 
Yeah, no. She's like, no, no, it's fine. Well, she never did it on me, and I still have all those dried <laughs> herbs just on my little altar-looking oh, thing. That's a cute yeah. story. And then the egg is, st- the egg is still rolling around too. It's in my <laughs> kitchen <fuck>? still. <laughs> I know. Oh my god! But yeah, that's funny. No cleanse for me. We'll have to. You'll have to come over. <laughs> and We'll have to do a cleanse. Mm-hmm. I got tons of eggs in the fridge. Yeah, we we. We still need a. Oh, it has to be warm. So I'll sit on it. Gotta put it. (laughs) (laughs) We still haven't done a uh, Edberia. I know. I'm gonna get my cards read too. God, we have a lot of shit we gotta do. (laughs) We we will do it next next time I go to San Antonio. We'll we'll do it for sure. Hello, are you still there? Oh. Oh no! Where'd you go, Sam? I'm scared. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we lost Sam. Her phone, her phone, her laptop literally just died on her. And I'm looking at a blank screen talking to myself. But thank you for listening to episode 22 of Booze Podcast. I'm just going to end this here so we don't have to do anything crazy or silly. But as mentioned in all of our episodes you can find us on all of the social medias at booze podcast that is b-o-o-z podcast and you can email us any of your lachisa stories at booze podcast dot oh sorry god damn it i need sam here (laughs) booze podcast that's b-o-o-z podcast at gmail.com or slide into those dms and send us your stories all right y'all We will catch you next week. Goodbye.